Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman, here alongside Brew Hoop's own Mitchell Maurer. He's back again. Basically, weekly co-host now on the show. Uh, as always, I, I do have to point out, you can find me at Kane Pittman on Twitter. And also, my work is over at ESPN and NBA.com. And Mitchell, of course, as I pointed out, uh, you can find his stuff over at brewhoop.com. And there's plenty of news right now, Mitchell. Another day down. Another day where we did not hear from Giannis. The saga continues. Oof, if, uh, if my current mood regarding anything with the Milwaukee Bucks is any indication of the generic uh, fans' mood, uh, I am sitting on pins and needles. It's funny because we have plenty of time. The deadline is until the 21st. And today is what? Today's only the seventh. So we still have like two weeks for this deal to get done. And there hasn't really been any indication that there's reason to believe it won't get done. But even still, like I just, I'm, I'm refreshing Twitter every 10 minutes. I'm waking up in the night just in case, just checking, just maybe, maybe it somehow came through. And if it hasn't, oh, well, what could have gone wrong? Like my paranoia is super strong right now, which is great for my mental health. Well, let's address right off the top the whole situation that Giannis hasn't spoken to the media yet. Now, I I think that this is probably a testament to Giannis and his ability to be personable and to be polite and to give great answers when he speaks to the media. Because one of the thing that's, things that has probably shocked me a little bit uh, over the last week or two has been, I, I guess, this perception that Giannis, it's, it's a shock that Giannis hasn't spoken. Now, given the situation, I understand why he probably should and we would all love him to because clearly the other players and coaches being trotted out daily to answer the same questions about Giannis I don't think is an ideal situation. But in any given circumstance, Giannis does, uh, let's say that he would prefer not to ever speak to the media that's that's just the way he is not necessarily in a in a rude uh, point of view or anything like that he just would prefer not to have to do it so the fact that he hasn't spoken during training camp is not a shock to me but given the situation clearly it is putting a strain uh, I guess on well obviously the fans but I, I think everyone else as well and people working who Let's be honest, I see people ask whether we've requested Giannis. I mean, clearly we have. I would love nothing more than to talk to Giannis right now. But I think that this is a product of what we're seeing with 2020 and Zoom calls being the only method of talking to these players. It's never been easier for a player to avoid talking to the media than right now because we are literally not in the practice facility. We don't even see him practice. We know that he's there. There's been some video evidence, certainly on social media, and Bud has said that everyone is on board and practicing, but we just don't have the visual that we normally would if we're in the facility. And unfortunately, right now, as I've said, Giannis, one of the most private superstars in the entire league, if not the most private superstar, I, I just... 
I don't know what to do about it. I mean, you can't, he, if he's not going to speak, he's not going to speak until he wants to. Yeah, he's, he's doing his thing. He very much wants to do things his way. And, you know, he, it's not like he's Kyrie Irving. That's, we can, that's all we have to say <laughs> about that. But he, he's, he's working at his own pace. And if he doesn't want to talk to reporters or journalists, he doesn't really have to. Like, what's to be gained by it? He's, if, you know, there is anything regarding his contract extension or negotiations that is ongoing, he's not going to talk about it. You know, and if there was somehow something going wrong or going poorly, like if there was, you know, tension or hurt feelings or whatever the case might be, like that information gets out. Like you've got, what, 15, 16 guys that are all practicing, getting, going through training camp and getting to know one another, plus all the coaches and staff. Like if there was something going on, there would be news coming out of, hey, there's something going on. But we're not getting that. All we're getting is, yeah, he's gotten his extension and, you know, they're working on it. And, you know, by the way, we're also going through training camp and getting ready for the season because the season starts in two weeks. And they're just, you know, they're just taking it as it comes. But everybody seems like they're in a good mood. You know, Chris Middleton the other day and Pat Connaughton today, uh, or maybe it was yesterday. Like, they, you know, everybody's been pretty, you know, pretty relaxed, pretty laissez-faire about everything. And, I think that that by itself is a sign that it's, you know, Giannis isn't talking about to the reporters because he just doesn't want to talk to reporters right now. And that's just it. No, I totally agree. And this is why, you know, doing this show daily and, and being on Twitter and, you know, you, you might uh, tweet out some of the quotes from the day. And I, I'm trying to be mindful that to me, I, I think that this is just the process. And as you sort of pointed to, he's probably in his own head, not in a big rush to, to do anything because there is no need to rush. He's just got back to the country. He's obviously met with ownership. He wants to think about things probably. Um, perhaps he's processing what happened in the offseason. And also, he's probably getting to know his new teammates. And this is a process that normally you would have a little bit more time to get this done. Unfortunately, this offseason, you don't. But for me, the timeline still makes a lot of sense. But at the same time, I, I am understanding that for the fans and, and people that, that are up literally all night and telling me that they're opening Twitter every three seconds to see if there's an update, that they would like to hear something. And I'm certainly mindful of that and I understand why that would be the case. The one thing that I would, I, I guess, ask you, Mitchell, is because I, I'm trying to get a sense of this from the fans and I'm not really sure what the consensus would be. Uh, you know, again, for me, I still think he's going to sign the extension and I, I'm not too stressed about that. But would you prefer if he wasn't going to and he already knew that he wasn't going to, you would prefer him to just come out and say so or the Bucks to make an announcement? Because this is the thing that's kind of interesting to me. We're all waiting for an announcement, but there doesn't actually have to be an announcement. Yeah, you're exactly right. There doesn't have to be anything. Like, Let's get that clear at the outset. Giannis doesn't owe anything to anybody except for the very next regular season slate of games that he's under contract for. That's all he owes anybody, at least at this point. Uh, you know, that being said, he's aware of, you know, his place in the league and his place in the fan base. And, you know, the fact that so many people seemingly, you know, go to all sorts of extremes when it comes to any sort of news surrounding him. But, uh, 
you know, the, the fact that there is or isn't an announcement is kind of immaterial because it doesn't change anything for the short term, which is what, you know, what we've been hearing from everybody associated with the franchise has been focusing on. In terms of what I would prefer, if, you know, let's say, yes, he was uh, decided already on not signing the extension this offseason for whatever reason. Uh, I would love to know that if that was already decided because that just is one thing that's, that's settled out. Okay, we don't have to question this anymore. We know what the case is and we can move on from there. Uh, you know, me as a Bucks fan, I might be, you know, in tatters <laughs> over yeah. that news about him not wanting to commit now. But, you know, if he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to. That's that's just it. Like, there's, at least it would be settled. It's the one of the sayings that I've used a lot, especially in 2020, but uh, I, I use it a lot with people is that if you give someone a void, they will fill it and they're going to fill it with whatever they have handy at the time. And so if, you know, Bucks fans are nervous about the will he won't he nature of Giannis's extension, and that's a void of information, they're going to fill it with their own insecurity and lack of confidence from the franchise and, you know, feelings of despair for lack of a better term. And that's kind of what's fueling all of the hubbub online about it, which is ultimately unproductive, but you know, it's, it's all that is all the Bucks fans have right now. So yeah, I would love for them to come out and make an announcement, even though they're not obligated to do so. It's interesting. You just touched on something I want to get to, uh, after the break, but I, I do want to talk about, we've got brand new sponsors on the show and I feel like it, it might be the most appropriate sponsor we've had on the show for the time frame. It's headspace because life could be stressful even under normal circumstances, 2020 has been challenging uh, for a lot of people for a number of reasons, and 2020 is challenging right now for Bucks fans. But Headspace might be able to help you. It is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better if you're feeling overwhelmed. Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. If you need help falling asleep, which perhaps I do right now, Headspace has wind-down sessions for their, member, their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Uh, again, for me, I have used Headspace for the sleep part of this. Honestly, uh, since I've come back to Australia, you know, the time, the time zones have just got me going crazy. So Headspace has been good for you. Uh, you deserve to feel happier. And Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash locked on NBA. That's headspace.com slash locked on NBA for a free one month trial with access to Headspace full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash locked on NBA today. And this week on Locked On Bucks, as we continue to roll on and we head towards the middle of the week and we head towards Milwaukee and Dallas this Saturday night, we're going to continue to build you up to that game, going to continue to bring you all the reaction from the media availabilities at Bucks practice and the mailbag. I'll keep mentioning it. If there's a day that's quiet, if there's an off day, maybe we'll get to the mailbag, but there's just too much news going on right now, Mitchell. But you did point to social media and something I've been thinking about over probably the last 24 to 48 hours as, again, the anxiety around the Giannis decision has continued to build. I just wonder 10 years ago, 
what this might have been like. I mean, this is such a traumatic time now for Bucks fans from a sports, you know, let's keep this in perspective, but from a sports fan's uh, point of view, it's a traumatic period of time here waiting for this decision. But social media has changed this a lot. And I got a tweet yesterday from someone that I interact with pretty regularly on Twitter. He's a Bucks fan, uh, Andrew Barnes. I, th- I think people on Bucks Twitter will probably know this, this account. And, and he sort of said, whenever the decision comes, if Giannis comes out and signs the extension, I wonder what his reasoning will be for uh, taking so long with the decision. And I'm kind of paraphrasing there, so hopefully I haven't pointed, uh, put him in a bad light with the question he's asking. But this is a sense I'm getting from a lot of Bucks fans that there must be a reason why or there's some sort of unexplained reason why it would be taking so long. And I, I just don't really buy that. I mean, to me... If the season finished and the Bucs won a championship, then fine. Maybe there's not a lot to discuss. If the Bucs didn't have wholesale changes to the roster, then maybe there wouldn't be a lot to consider. If the Bucs uh, didn't have messy situations during the free agency period and the Bogdanovich sign and trade and uh, some other things that went down, then maybe he wouldn't have a lot to think about. But to me, coming back from Greece, meeting with ownership, having these discussions... I just think that there is real, very real decisions to be made. And the question I guess I would ask you, Mitchell, is if you were Giannis, and I want to be clear that I think the Bucs have done everything they possibly could for him and for his family. They've done a tremendous job, but it hasn't been perfect. Do you think that the Bucs should have this uh, clear, unwavering faith from Giannis that, yep, I'll just sign a a five-year extension and not think about everything that's gone down in the last two years? Because I don't think they have. No, I don't. I don't think they have either. I don't think any team could garner such uh, what you how'd you put it unwavering faith over the, to commit for the next five years. I don't think that because even a single year is an eternity yeah. in the NBA time frame. Five five years is like a century in the timelines that the league works on right now with how quickly things can change. Like just think back to when the Warriors were this just inevitability that they were going to run roughshod over the league every year beyond the backs of Steph and Clay and Draymond. And then they got Kevin Durant. Like the war- And now what are they? Now the Warriors are possibly fighting for a lower seed in the West, you know, partially because Durant left and partially because Clay Thompson's been saddled with really terrible injuries. But, like, they're not the juggernauts that they were a few short years ago. You know, even the Lakers, the Lakers right now, they, you know, they just won the championship and they're, you know, they're, they already locked in. LeBron signed an extension. Anthony Davis signed a five-year contract with them. Like, everything is great. They got better over the offseason. But, like, that roster is pretty old, all things told. And they, there's a lot, of, a lot of reason why the players that they just brought in might have different weaknesses than the players that they saw leave. You know, like, the, even the Lakers are not a sure thing. I don't think anything is. And so... When it comes to has the franchise done enough to convince Giannis that, yes, you can win here, I think with regard to personnel moves, they definitely have. I, don't, I can't think of – except for – okay, there is one move that they could have made that would have been uh, a clear signal that, yes, this, this franchise is committed to doing everything possible to build a winner. That would have been going into the tax to retain Malcolm Brogdon instead of trading him for the Indiana pick. Um, but you know, they, they made a calculation at that time that Brogdon wasn't the best use of that cap space at the time that, that salary slot just, it wasn't 
a, a safe investment in him because of his injury concerns and, you know, some things about his play style. And don't forget, they used some of the capital they got from Indiana in that sign trade to get Drew Holiday, who I don't think anybody will argue is a worse player than Malcolm Brogdon. So they got Drew Holiday. They, you know, a couple of years ago, they swung a bunch of funky trades in order to land uh, Nikola Miritich. And no, it didn't work out, but it was a great haul at the time when it was executed. They got Pau Gasol on the buyout deal. They got Marvin Williams on the buyout deal. And no, those transactions didn't exactly work out because the Bucks haven't won the game. But I don't think that's really the fault of the front office. I think it's the fault of the coaching and the schemes. And we've talked a lot about the inflexibility that Budenholzer has shown in the playoffs and how that's undone them in the playoffs. And, you know, Eric Bledsoe turned into a shell of himself for, for what, three postseasons in a row. And so, you know, some of that's on him and some of that is on Giannis. Like, Giannis controlled the ball in the postseason and just chose to use a bunch of possessions to try to plow through the wall instead of trying to, you know, set up behind it or do something different. And it didn't work. And the Bucks were stymied and ultimately lost and disappointed. So, it's, as you can tell from my last 90 seconds of rambling, like it's a very, very complicated question because have the Bucks done enough? I think the Bucks have done everything in their power to put themselves in position to convince Giannis that, yes, this is the place where you should commit to. This is the place where you should build your resume with championships. And this is the way we think we can do it. And it hasn't worked out. So those two things are kind of working against each other. And who knows? Maybe maybe that is somehow at the source of any particular indecision on Giannis's part. Or maybe his decision is already made and we just haven't heard of what the decision is yet. You know, I, I don't know. I just simply don't know. But no no team deserves just unquestioned faith. That's just unrealistic. Yeah, and again, I do think that the Bucks. <laughs> 90% of everything they've done has been really, really good. And you certainly can't accuse Milwaukee of sitting on their hands when it comes to the roster or not trying to build a roster around him that suits his skill set. I mean, they have. And, and they've clearly tried to do whatever they could to make the team better. And, and going all in on a Drew Holiday trade signaled their intentions to do so yet again after a, a disappointment in the playoffs. So I guess the, the point I'm just trying to make is that I just don't think it's as simple as, well, Giannis has had this contract in front of him for the whole year. He should know, he should know what he's going to do because so much has changed. And again, I, I uh, look, listen, I, I'll go on the record again. I think he's going to sign an extension this off season, but the reality is he doesn't have to. And maybe he's weighing up the decision in his head Given the, the roster turnover, given what I've seen in the playoffs in the last two years, maybe I do want to wait and see. Uh, maybe I do want to wait and see till next offseason. Uh, that would be an incredibly uh, traumatic season for Bucks fans, and I don't know what impact that would have. I've spoke about the pressure that would put the team under to uh, succeed in the playoffs. I think that this would be bad for the team. I, I don't think it would help them in any way, shape, or form. But nonetheless, that's a decision that he still has to make. And I, you know, I, I'm just more trying to be aware of the fact that to me this isn't cut and dry this isn't a simple decision that he should have made so i again i'm not surprised that it's taken this long i've just got a tweet through here uh so i don't know if you caught this mitchell but the timing of this was hilarious by the way uh but Giannis just tweeted out a commercial i i don't 
I guess it was like renewable energy or uh, I don't know, some, some sort of uh, Greek company, I believe it is. But anyway, Giannis is on this, in this commercial out in the woods somewhere, just building this ridiculous cubby house. Very impressive, by the way. He's good with a, with a drill in hand by the looks. But Allah at Celebrate, who uh, sent in a mailbag question last week, so you know, I'm really becoming a regular on the podcast here. She screenshotted this commercial and there's a deer in the background of the commercial in the woods. And now... Oh, my God. And, and now there is. And now the Twitter sleuths are onto this. So, again, back to the social media element that I brought up at the start of this segment, you can't get away from anything on social media these days. And everything means something. Yeah, and I, I pull up the tweet. I, I think I already retweeted it. It's like, yeah, for, some, for something called Protergia, you know, new sustainability campaign, which... Let's be honest, like, you know, kudos to Giannis for, you know, signing his name to something that, in my opinion, is, you know, just a good cause. Um, and, yeah, and yeah, there it is. There's that deer with a full rack of antlers and then just, he gives a knowing nod. What, what does it mean? <laughs> what does it mean? It, it means that whoever decided to stage his commercial thought it would be cute to put a deer in it. That's oh, it. This thing, like, how long has it been? since this commercial was like storyboarded shot edited and then published today like this thing has probably been in the works since before well before Giannis got back to the states like i'd be surprised if it was if it was uh done in the last like two months like that stuff takes a long time to put together like no there are no secret symbols in this random commercial for an energy concern on the other side of the world. Like it's not everything means something. No, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's just a commercial for a thing. I think maybe the league should investigate this company uh, for tampering. Uh, we need to, we need to look into the placement of the deer a little bit closer for mine. Uh, we, we can't be, yeah, this this can't be happening. You know, we we know that the league likes to crack down on the bucks when it comes to tampering. So I think this is something that they could investigate. But uh, that is one thing I do appreciate about Twitter and Bucks fans over the last few weeks. Uh, the analysis of every little thing that has been online provides uh, great entertainment for me, and I think mostly it's humor. And I I hope that this isn't uh, hinging on whether or not our listeners have a good day or a bad day, but. It's good. I love it. I love the Twitter sleuths. Um, I, I got to get better at that myself, perhaps. Maybe I can draw more conclusions into little hints we see online. Uh, I do want to talk about Built Go super quickly here because whether it's a mental or physical wall that you may be feeling as a Bucks fan with this Giannis decision, you can break through it with Built Go every single day. It's easy to take in 1.5-ounce packages. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling you get from other products. Plus, it's natural. So it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster drink with just a third of the caffeine and you get better results. They have three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. The deal we have for you is pretty damn good. Visit builtgo.com and use promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at builtgo.com. Hey, Mitchell, as we hit the last segment here, I just want to point something out. And again, every show at the moment, I, I come into the show thinking I'm going to talk about different things and then it ends up just being the Giannis show. But hey, 
Bucks fans want to hear about Giannis right now. But one thing that is worth pointing out when you talk about the fact that we haven't heard from Giannis yet, Lakers media only heard from LeBron James for the first time today since Lakers training camp uh, came in as well. So uh, clearly the situation is different because everyone wants to hear from Giannis for one reason in particular. I I do just think it's worth pointing out that if it was in a previous year, um, perhaps there would be less concern about this given the Zoom situation. We know in in past years gone by, Giannis has been a comedian. He comes with jokes and he's in a good mood. This is clearly different, but also the Zoom situation lends itself to the superstar players can get away with not talking as I pointed to at the start. But what about Brooke Lopez? We haven't heard about, we haven't heard anything from Brooke yet either. Yeah. Now what does that mean? Kane, what, what, what does that mean? The fact we haven't heard from Brooke is all of a sudden Brooke unhappy with his role. Is he like maybe looking at Drew Holiday is going to take his touches away on offense or maybe the Bucks perimeter defense is going to be so good that Brooke doesn't get to do as much of the, of the zone drop. and doesn't get as many blocks. Like and maybe he's going to demand a trade now. Like what does it all mean Kane? But no, it's, we're, we're, we're all just not 2020 sucks. It sucks in a lot of different ways for a lot of different people. And we're, we're lucky that basketball is even going on at all right now. And, you know, they're, the players are doing the best that they can with the, you know, distancing protocols and everything else. And, you know, if, if they sign up to do a, a Zoom call with reporters or if they get asked and they're like, yeah, I'm not really feeling like it. And, you know, it seems just like, okay, well, what are they going to do? Make them? Like, you know, shove a, shove a laptop? in Brooke's lap just to make him talk to you and Eric and Jim and everybody else. Like, I don't, I don't, I just don't think that's going to happen. No, I a hundred percent agree. And you know, I, I think I text this to you guys the other day, but my theory with Brooke is that he's going to boycott this NBA season because he got a taste of the Disney bubble. He got a taste of living down there and playing basketball and he does not want to play in normal markets. He wants to play in Disney only. And I think it's worth pointing out, Brooke Lopez played the best basketball of his season by far in the bubble. If you want to talk about guys that stepped up in the bubble and didn't, uh, I guess, struggle to get their normal regular season play, it was Brooke Lopez. He was fantastic right from the opening seeding game. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. I really want to ask Brooke about Robin Lopez. He had a year with his brother. Now he's gone. Is he happy about that? Is he sad about that? I don't know. But Bud did say, again, to be clear, that everyone has been practicing uh, the only injury note, which is worth bringing up, Tory Craig is suffering from a little bit of hamstring soreness. He didn't go into detail about what this is is going to mean for him, but he's been limited with uh, some hamstring soreness there, Tory Craig. So I wouldn't expect that he will be playing this Saturday uh, night in the game against Dallas. And I guess, you know, given the time frame we're working with, perhaps he might be questionable for the entire preseason. Of course, there's still around two weeks until opening night. So we'll see what happens there. Bud did talk about Giannis a little bit and the situation and is it making things awkward? Because this is the big question for mine and this is why I I think it's fine now because Giannis can still sign and everyone's in good spirits and everyone's cracking jokes and giving Giannis pens and everyone's fine and happy. But if the deadline passes and the questions continue to come and maybe the Bucs lose a few games then that's when things are going to change and that's when it's going to be interesting. Bud was asked uh, about these his, you know, conversations with Giannis, about uh, the, the practices with Giannis and, and Bud was really, and it was a lot of coach speak and I understand that and some of the quotes that got out, I know some of the responses suggested that and I, I certainly don't expect Bud is going to come out and say, well, it's actually really putting pressure on everyone already. We're starting to feel the pinch a little bit here. 
But he did say that Giannis is unique compared to other superstars in the way that he is someone that, regardless of what's going on in the rest of his life, once he's playing basketball, once he's practicing, he is the ultimate competitor. All he wants to do is win. And so I think, and this is an unknown situation for him, but I think for him, perhaps, he will be able to switch off no matter what happens and compete and play to a high level. It's perhaps the other guys that I'm more concerned about with the pressure. But as, as now, the latest update is we talk to everyone. Everyone's still feeling loose. Everyone's still feeling good. And they can give you quotes that don't necessarily mean a lot. But I'm not seeing anything from body language or the, you know, what the parents' happiness you have through a Zoom call that anyone is feeling too much pressure about this right now. And again, read into that what you will. Yeah, it's basketball is very much where Giannis is in his zone. And I think he's been criticized, not strongly, but criticized in the past for not being able to, you know, put it into a lower gear sometimes. Like, yeah. But when he steps between those lines on the court, like, he's going to go all out every time, whether it's, you know, a playoff game or just a a rebounding drill or whatever the case is. Like, that's just what he does, it's how he's built. So yeah, I don't expect the, uh, I don't really expect to hear about any sort of uh, any sort of departure from that standard that he set for himself from now until the end of the preseason. All right, I think that's pretty much the main update from today's practice. Uh, as far as we know, they'll be back at it again tomorrow, and so I, I don't know what to expect. I'm not going to sit here and say that I expect Giannis to talk. Uh, that's for damn sure. Uh, the one last point I will make, Bobby Portis, we heard from him again today. This is the second time we've got a chance to speak to him. I haven't interacted with Bobby Portis before, and I know, you know, he has this reputation of, of a guy that uh, is, you know, fiery, uh, can, um, you know, I mean, he certainly, I mean, he had the incident with, with Nik- Nikola Mirotic. We know that. And I have to admit, uh, from the two interviews, and I'm not sure how many of the listeners have had a chance to go back and listen to him speak, but this guy seems so excited and so pumped up to be on a team that has a chance to win. He has a chance to compete. He honestly, to me, just seems like a guy that, is, uh, that loves the game of basketball, is desperate to get out there and play. And he spoke today at length that he doesn't care what role he plays on. He doesn't care about coming off the bench. He wants to find a way to uh, engage with his teammates, uh, connect with his teammates, and find the way that he can help this team be- uh, play its best. And he even mentioned today that he's going to try and talk to Pat Connaughton about getting a, a bench mob T-shirt. He wants to be a part of that group. So uh, it just just something to note, something I picked up on with Bobby Portis. I found him really, really enjoyable to listen to and, and refreshing, to be honest, to see someone that is just so excited to be uh, on a team that's that's going to be pretty good. Well, that's really encouraging to hear. I know uh, most Bucks fans, myself included, kind of questioned the fit when the news came across that he was going to be one of the players the Bucks were bringing in. Uh, to kind of fill out the roster this season, you know, particularly because of fit, but also because of the the reputation that he has, whether it's deserved or undeserved, uh, as a teammate, as a player, as a competitor. Uh, and it, it, I'll say this much: he's certainly coming into this season uh, primed to ha- have a very uh, what's what, what's the word I want to use a very rehabilitatory season yeah. Yeah. for himself for his own career because you know he was kind of a meh player on the Bulls and then he was on the Knicks who are always meh which gives me great personal pleasure Uh, but he just he hasn't really made anything significant of his career besides the fact that he's you know oh the Wizards see I even forgot that he played for the (laughs) Wizards for a spell there too 
So like his career has been eminently forgettable. And if he wants to turn that around and, you know, find a way to stick, especially because he's got a player option on year two of his contract. So he could make himself a nice tidy payday if he has a really, you know, a really impressive year coming off the bench for the Bucks. But he also gives them that, you know, a young dynamism in the front court off the bench that they just haven't really had in the past, considering that, you know, some of the front court reserves that the Bucks have had recently have been Marvin Williams, Ersan Ilyasova, Robin Lopez. Like none of these guys are bad players, but Bobby Portis is a very different player than what those guys were offering. So yeah, it's very good to hear that he's acclimating himself to the environment and you know, nobody has an opportunity that's bigger for themselves this season, arguably than Bobby Portis does. I think that's right. Yeah, I'm excited. And probably for the reason uh, that you pointed to, that he, he just brings more to the table offensively than Ersan and Marvin Williams. And, and these guys that they've tried to rotate through there, even DJ Wilson, uh, this guy's talented. He's talented. And I, I've always been someone that, and it's kind of changed because the Bucks have been in this contending uh, sort of stretch the last two years, which yeah provides fewer opportunities for guys like this. But I, I've always been someone that said, take someone from a really bad situation that has talent and see in a good system, in a good organization, under good uh, coaching staff, uh, what you can get out of him. And, and that's obviously the situation Bobby Portis finds himself in. Uh, Mitchell, always a pleasure to hang out with you and a little bit earlier than we usually speak as well. That maybe, maybe that's why we've got so much energy. Hey, it's uh, yeah, it's still daylight here in Austin. Which is nice. I can you know see it outside of my uh, office window, which doubles as my bedroom because I don't have a, a home <laughs> office set up right now. And I'm going to be at the house for who knows how long. But uh, but yeah, it's it's always good to uh, come talk box basketball with you. All right. We will leave it there. Uh, that's Mitchell Mary. You can find his work over at brewhoop.com or on Twitter at Mitchell underscore NBA. And We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. As is always the case, we'll find out later this evening what the Bucks are going to be doing tomorrow. I, I find it highly unlikely we're going to know what players we are talking to until the Zoom call is underway tomorrow morning. But until then, like I said, for Mitchell and myself, stay safe, try relax, maybe use Headspace. Get, get on to our show sponsors. Help us out. We'll speak to you guys tomorrow. <laughs>